Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, welcome uh, to Talking Mom to Mom. Uh, My name is Lindsay, and my co-host, Rochelle, will not be joining us today, I'm sorry to say. So you'll just get me, and I really appreciate you joining us um, for our episode 17. And today we're going to be talking about traveling with a large family. I have six kids, my husband and I do, and we actually live in North Dakota. And so we're kind of rural uh, in a way up north (laughs) near the Canadian border. But I am originally from, if you catch some southern accent in my voice, I'm originally from Tennessee. And this, just this past week, my husband and I traveled from North Dakota with our six kids all the way down to Tennessee. And we were, from the time we left to the time we made it, it was just about 30 hours. But that was stopping over at a hotel um, on the way And I just wanted to share with you some of our experiences and some of my tips to save money while traveling with a large family. Um, And really, these will help a small family, too, save some money and might give you some ideas. So um, as I said, we were traveling from North Dakota all the way down to Tennessee with the six little ones. We've got uh, six kids under the age of nine. We have one just about to turn nine. And we had... A really good trip. I was actually surprised it went as well as it did. The baby just turned one and usually doesn't like sitting in the car with us even to go to church. So I really expected her to do much worse than she did. So it was quite the blessing that uh, we didn't have any crazy meltdowns. Now, after a week of fun in the sun and with family, uh, we will see how that goes getting back if everybody will be overtired on the way back and done with, you know, such a long drive. But um, hopefully we'll make it as well as we did with the trip down. But either way, it's uh, it definitely makes some good memories going to and from. And I actually enjoy sitting in the car on road trips. It's really the only time anymore that my husband and I get to sit and focus and talk. And maybe it's the same way for you. I enjoy that time of getting to to focus on the kids and without all the distractions that usually go on at home. You're forced to be <laughs> in the car and uh, quiet with family, right? So, um, you know, a few ways that I actually have found, uh, the things that are always hard is how do you entertain the kids on the way, how do you save money, <laughs> and how do you make sure that, you know, you, you make the most out of that trip? Because so many times traveling is not uh, – we you think of vacation as being like the relaxing thing to do, but vacation when you have kids, especially small kids, tends to be really stressful and chaotic and you end up way more tired than you would have been had you stay home. But you also get to make a lot of memories. And if you're going to see family like we did, then, you know, getting to spend that quality time um, for us with family who, who lives far away. So that's always, always makes it worth it. So um, a few ways that we uh, entertained our kids this time 
and it worked really well, is audiobooks. Uh, I actually, on the way to pick up my husband from work for us to leave to start our trip down here, I stopped at the library with the kids, and we picked out four different audiobook sets. And we already had some at the house, but I wanted some fresh material. And so the kids um, got to pick out some audiobooks, and we got Peter Pan, and they had the Boxcar Children. And uh, we, my library actually had Story of the World, if you're um, – unfamiliar with that. It's a really great homeschool classical history course. And so, you know, counted as a homeschool <laughs> subject on the way down. And that was really fun to listen to. And then we had some, uh, the, uh, is it J.R. Henty, I think is what it, but uh, we had some of those at our house and were able to listen to those. And my husband actually really enjoyed those. And we had, we had Narnia um, but I couldn't find it, the Chronicles of Narnia, but I couldn't find it before we left. So this was fun to go to the library and the kids pick out some new material, and they found it more exciting because they picked it out. Um, so audiobooks is definitely something I suggest. Uh, usually one audiobook has hours upon hours of story. And so and we picked out enough that we didn't even finish any of them on the way down and still have more for the drive back up. So we won't, fin we won't even be able to finish them all. But it was nice to have that those different options, and we would trade out which one we were listening to. My husband was not a fan of the boxcar children. <laughs> so sometimes you might find that the uh, reader drives you nuts more than you find it entertaining. Um, car games, if you – I'm sure that you play car games at your house, <laughs> but that's always a fun thing. My kids play I Spy and uh, Can You Guess What I'm Thinking, <laughs> those types of games, and they enjoy that. Um, I, I like to bring activity books along, and some of my kids get car sick, so it kind of depends on the kid for whether or not you could do this. But I, um, we use a lot of us born activity books, and they have a lot of spot and find type books, and they, they really enjoy those. And uh, with us born, there's uh, sticker books where you can the dolly dressing sticker books or thicker superhero books, and those are kind of fun to do um, on the drive, too. My smallest kids couldn't do those, though. Uh, they would just put the stickers all over themselves rather than the book. Uh, we do like to stop at rest stops intermittently and let the kids run around there. When you're on a long drive like we just did where it was 30 hours on the road, the kids get really um, tired of sitting, and so it's nice to find a rest stop. And many rest stops these days even have like a little park um, that they have set up there, and so it's nice for the kids to get out and run around uh, to wear off some of that pent-up energy. We do bring tablets along, and some people might get upset that I say that, but for a 30-hour drive, I like to have backup, and that's what I consider tablets is uh, and we didn't use them at all on the way down, but on the way back up, um, you know, I'm guessing the kids are going to be more tired, and I kind of take them out when the kids are at, you know, their lowest and there's tears and uh, that sort of thing where tablets just kind of come in and entertain, and then we just time, you know, how long kids have them. Some cars have uh, DVD players in. We have in our vehicle, we can't set up a DVD player, um, and it's not – it's old enough that it doesn't have it built in. So if you have a DVD player, that's great. I would just say, you know, watch how many – you don't want 30 hours worth of 
movies for the kids to watch, but uh, and you can break it up in between the activity books and the audio books, and just it makes it more entertaining that way. Uh, and if you are, uh, if you have a DVD player, it, we've actually done this before, uh, Redbox. If you, I think they're pretty much in front of any grocery store or uh, pharmacy like a Walgreens, but uh, you can do rentals um, at a Redbox and return them, though, to a different Redbox. So if you're on the road, you can pick one up at one stop and then return it at another stop. So that's a neat way to get some new movies to watch along the way. Uh, and speaking of ways to save, we uh, do like to talk about a budget beforehand. That's always helpful of what you're planning to spend gas-wise uh, on the trip for food and any other activities that you're going to do and kind of map that out beforehand. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, he does the whole envelope budget system. We don't go that far, but that, that, that really is helpful to just set aside the money that you are going to use for that trip and even break it up between your events, your spending for your food, and then your gas money and break that all up. And that way you um, know what you're doing beforehand and have that budget set to stick to. Uh, one way that I have found really helps us save money is to really limit our eating out. When we left for our trip, I made a full meal to go and uh, made sandwiches for everybody and had bags upon bags of different kinds of vegetables and fruit already cut up and washed and ready to eat on the trip and um, chips. And that way you're not stopping at gas stations to pick up, they price gouge at gas stations. And so you bring the stuff along. And uh, we were able to skip a meal that way. And then when we did stay at a hotel, we um, picked one that had a free breakfast and because for a large family, going out to eat costs a fortune at a restaurant. And so uh, we're able to, we pick a continental breakfast uh, hotel at the hotel and eat there. And then we, on our trip, we did eat out for lunch, but we picked a restaurant that we could get adult meals and split it between the kids. And it usually ends up cheaper than if you just buy individual kids meals for us um, because we have so many kids. And so because I have some, now I have had people argue with me about this because if you have teenagers, I'm guessing they probably want their own meal. But if you have younger kids like mine, they can't eat um, a large meal all by themselves. And so we tend to buy, you know, uh, for the older kids, we'll usually split one meal in between the two two of the older kids and then you can actually get one meal and split it three ways between younger kids just because there's so much food on an adult plate and if you get a restaurant that offers free rolls and stuff like that it's a big bonus so uh, that's how we save at restaurants along the way and then we uh, usually stop at least once at a grocery store or a Walmart and we actually do our meal there and we go and we pick out something like a salad from their deli section or they have sandwiches and wraps um, or hummus and crackers, those types of things. And we even got, I, this last time we actually got a meat and cheese tray that was uh, a really good price and the kids just ate out of that. You can get the vegetable trays and things like that. But it's a cheaper way than going and to a hotel, or not to a hotel, to a uh, restaurant to eat. And it also saves you time because you're not stopping to eat. You can just eat it on the go. And it also is another way to stretch out the kid's legs along the way so they're not too antsy. You just have to be careful because if you stop at a Target or a Walmart, for some reason I always end up walking out with something else. <laughs> um, 
And so, you know, all of those things are ways that I have found that really help to uh, save us time and money along the way and keep the kids entertained, which is, um, I'm sure there are more ways to do it, but those have seemed to work for our family. We do this long trip um, about once a year um, is what we're able to do. And, you know, this year we didn't do as good of a job saving up budget-wise before we went. But I would really suggest if you ever go see family or if you have vacations planned that you save up for it along the way. And that way it's you're, you're very prepared before you go to cover all of your expenses uh, for the travel um, gas money, events, food, all those different things. But there are a lot of ways to save money along the way. If you can always just bypass buying your food at gas stations or um, even at, if you go to places, uh, let's just say you were going to like a Disney World or another theme park, if you can avoid buying food there, <laughs> you can usually save a lot of money because they just they raise the prices so much when you do that. Of course, when you go, um, to, to visit different places, I would also suggest looking up uh, different things that you can do that are free. Lots of places have free museums and parks where you can take the kids that have splash parks where the water comes up out of the pavement, and those are different. Um, community pools uh, sometimes cost a little, but not a whole lot. But uh, if you're going for a long time, I know my kids, if it's just a different place, they – it doesn't matter what you fill the time up with. They find it that it's a lot of fun. So uh, make the most out of your trip and uh, definitely make as many memories as you can. I always like to find something educational along the way that we can kind of count towards, you know, a homeschool field trip. We're, we're down south, and I so wanted to go see a cave because where we're from, there aren't a lot of caverns to go and view and it doesn't seem that we ended up being able to do that on this trip, but um, Tennessee is so different than North Dakota and what it has to offer. So I love coming down here and letting the kids explore nature in the same way that I did growing up and so that they can see different things and uh, really uh, get to expand their knowledge of the world around them uh, in that way. So. I hope that this helps you, and if you have um, any questions or if you even have any tips, please email us at info at talkingmomtomom.com or join us on Facebook at facebook.com uh, forward slash talkingmomtomom.com, and that's the number two, talkingmomtomom.com. And we hope that you'll join us next week when Rochelle should be back. Thank you so much, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.